Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey guys, it's Lauren Cottrell here with JD, and we are back for another week of Believe in TCU football. Did you guys miss us at the end of last week? I know we weren't here for our preview of the West Virginia versus TCU game, but we are back to recap that game. TCU unfortunately lost against West Virginia this weekend, 29-17. JD, initial thoughts on the game? Ah. Ah, it's, it's tough, man. It's, it's so tough. It's tough It's to, to lose back-to-back, uh, especially come off a tech win a couple weeks ago. Like, it's tough. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a rough place to be in, uh, especially in that locker room, just because, you know, if you don't have the leaders in there to keep the, the team spirit and keep the team morale and everything uh, up and going, then things can go south in a hurry, you know. Yeah. Um, and so – is you know I'm I'm curious to be a, a fly on the wall in there and just hear the conversations, um, just to see you know what the energy is like, what the conversation is. Uh, but you know, I mean, I we West Virginia that. has been a good team. You said what? I said I wish we could do that. Oh yeah, I would definitely plan a bug. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I would not plan a bug, guys. Don't pay me no mind. I would don't, not come do that. don't come after him. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, <laughs> but West Virginia is a pretty good team. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. They they've they've been they they know how to hold their weight and if you let them win a ball game they're gonna win a ball game there is no doubt about it like you know they're gonna fight they might not not always have those five or six guys that are like super super talented but if you let them stay in a ball game uh, they will definitely prove that they can play some ball as they did on Saturday so yeah I was gonna uh, say they going. did yeah 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 they definitely proved it. I had a lot of faith going into this game I really did more so than in the past weeks. Um, you know, I mean, just going in, West Virginia didn't have the greatest, uh, uh, the greatest record. And I I guess we don't either, but, uh, you know, I just, I thought that it was, we have been playing against teams pretty well against teams who have better records than West Virginia. So I, I had a lot of faith going into this game and starting off the game with the Darius Davis hundred yard kickoff return to a touchdown. I had some serious faith and then. I don't know. It's some bad juju or something here at, at the Carter, but <laughs> that just all went away. <laughs> all Somebody went away. did it. Yeah. Somebody. Somebody did I it. Know. I think it's me. Everyone says that I'm bad luck. <laughs> no. I Okay. So I thought it was me. Uh, I definitely no. thought it was me. I was no, like, nah, I can't you. watch the game today. I, I can't. It, when I don't watch, we win. And then when I start like, watching, we start losing. I'm like, did you watch Tech? No, I did not watch Tech. Oh, my gosh. We won. Easy. But I didn't watch Tech either, so it could still be me. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's both of us. Okay, we got to figure it out. We got to figure out. Do something. Do something. <laughs> now, that, that kickoff return was electric, though. I was like, it all right, was. here we go. Here we yeah. go. That's how you start start the game off. But, mm-hmm. whew, yeah, it got rough after that. It got, yeah. it got pretty rough. Well, I was excited for him, too, because, you know, in the past weeks, he's he's gotten a lot of heat for, you know, fumbling the ball a few times in the in the past few games. So I was really excited for for Darius Davis to to open a game that way, because, you know, he deserves it. I've I've had the opportunity to interview him one time and and he's a really great guy. So I I was happy to see that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Shout out to D Davis, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. like you said, hadn't had the the most ideal year. Mm -hmm. Um in this season but to respond 
respond is is what I I respect and what I love about love about him. He he finds a way to respond, mm-hmm. um, and that's something that you know it's not always um, common in, in in football players these days. Is guys' ability to respond. Some guys, you know, have these rough games or rough weeks, and they just kind of shut down and shut out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you got you have guys like D. Davis who finds a way to respond, who finds a way to keep himself in the game and, and staying active and contributing. So, yeah, man, shout out to D. Davis, man. Shout yeah. out to him. No, I like that. I like that for sure. And, you know, I say we always start off with the offense. Let's just go ahead and, and start off. What, what were what were our thoughts of of TCU's offense this game? Because I have a few thoughts um, okay. on it. Okay. Should I go ahead and start okay. then? Yeah, yeah, start it off. I'm, 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 I'm a fan. I'm listening. Let's okay. Go. Unpopular opinion, not at all. Zach Evans did not have the ball enough. He just. True. I guess okay. He he did. He just didn't get the yards. I guess if we're looking at numbers, he didn't get yeah, the yards yeah, that he numbers. normally does. Mm-hmm. I think this is his first game this season that he got under a hundred yards. Yeah, yeah, I I believe so. I'm about to fight. I'm I'm fact checking, but yeah, I, I think you're I think you're correct on that one. Yeah, which is just for for our five star our five star running back. He needs better than that. He needs he needs more than that. You know, and and I don't think it's yeah. his fault. I'm not I'm not saying it's his fault. It, I I I could see that West Virginia just had a pretty a pretty great rush defense, and they they were on top of him at all times uh, on this game, but. Yeah, I felt I felt bad for the guy. You know, he's he's been such a star player this whole season, and I I didn't really see many breakthroughs for him this this Saturday. No, no, um, he he hadn't. He he yeah. he really couldn't um, get any breakthroughs, um, and and that's tough because for a kid like that, a leader like that, a kid that embraces where he is, he understands his role, and he does it you know, very, very well. I won't say perfect, and you know, because no one, no one is perfect, but he, yeah. he does it very well. Um, I think that, you know, that week off last week, um, he was out with an injury against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if, you know, the offensive line lost the mojo with him, if the offensive line, you know, was tired, if they, you know, couldn't really handle the defensive front of West Virginia. Not really sure what it was. Um, but I mean, the offensive line has a lot to do with that, right? Have a lot, a lot, a lot to do with that. Yeah. And I'm sure Coach Anderson, uh, Jared Anderson, is you know he's fixing that this week and trying to figure out where we can get better in spots and everything. But like you said, like you know, he's been on fire <laughs> the last four weeks, five weeks, um, having over you know 100 yards rushing, and so um, it was definitely weird to to not see him have his breakout game like normal. Yeah, and you know, you bring up the offensive line. Can we just talk about that for a second? Can we talk yes, about go for it. their penalties this season? Yes. And yes. I, I actually had a huge question for you, because okay. um, you, you were you were a wide wide receiver back here at mm-hmm. your time at mm-hmm. TCU. What is it like from a player's perspective? And I say this every time I watch football, when you have just this crazy play, um, Mm -hmm. you know, have this great pass downfield, whatever it is, and an offensive lineman gets a penalty and brings it, brings it back. How how does that feel for you as a player? Cause as me, (laughs) it's so frustrating. I'm like, you guys just ruined your teammates play. Like, what are you doing? Yes, 
man i mean the initial reaction is i mean you're you're ticked off like yeah (laughs) if you watch closely on camera there's not a lot of good words coming out of uh whoever had the ball's mouth like it you know he's he's pretty he's pretty ticked off uh but at the same time like you know it's not intentional and that was just you know a play where somebody on the offensive line had a mental lapse or they, you know, just kind of lost focus for a second or it was a bad call, you know? So it's, it's, it's kind of like a gray area because he could have done it intentionally. He could have done it um, without trying and it could have been a bad call. So you're not really like in the moment, you're not really sure of which one of those it was like, you're just ticked off. Cause like, this is a big play or I scored. And it's got to come back. And then when you get to film, it's like, okay, I see what was going on. Like, he was just tired. He didn't really run his feet, so he held the guy. Or um, he had one hand in his chest plate and the other hand on his back, the back of his jersey. It wasn't really um, holding necessarily, uh, but they called it anyway. Or it was just a bad call altogether. Like, the referee just threw a flag for something he didn't see. So, you know, it's it's those different scenarios that you kind of go through and film, you know, the next week. Uh, but no, in that moment, like you're fire red hot. It's like, I mean, I just changed the game. You know, I just took the momentum back and, you yeah. know, we have a flag. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it tough. Me. it's tough. <laughs> yes, bro. You, you took it right back from me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, but I, I just, I had to ask you because, like I said, every single time, Every yeah. single time I watch football and I, I see I see something like that happen, I'm like, I would just be livid oh, if yeah. I were yeah. if I were him right now. Yeah. But um, you, you lose it. You would definitely lose it. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. Oh no, 100. <laughs> percent Me, my little self out there on the field. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I I wanna I wanna keep talking about the offense a little bit. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, we had Quentin Johnston out there with 113 yards on five receptions. Um yep. but you know, unfortunately no touchdowns for him. We had a Tay Barber touchdown though, which was which was a really yeah. good pass. It was a really good connection between uh Duggan and Barber and I kinda wanna touch on on Max Duggan a little bit. I think everyone went mm-hmm. into this week with uh, I don't want to say on their high horse, but everyone went into this week with a lot of faith in him, and it, it's kind of funny. I even wrote in my notes at the end of at the end of the second quarter, my faith in Duggan has gone up a lot these past two weeks, and yeah. you know, then the second half happened, which you know, yeah. it happens. It's okay, you know, it's it, yeah. it's it's football. Things happen, but um, you know, coming off of his his best, you know game last week ever in his collegiate career and you know mm-hmm. I think a lot of people had faith in him going into this into this game and he showed it for the first two quarters and I'm not quite sure what happened there uh in the last two quarters but I guess we got to cut him some slack he is he is working on a broken foot so yes yes I definitely is. couldn't do that but um you know besides besides the few picks that he threw and uh he I think he had some pretty good some pretty good connections he was 16 of mm-hmm. 26 I believe, um, yeah. with 244 yards and one touchdown. So um, not not terrible at all. I mean, it wasn't his, his best game, but it, it wasn't awful. No, nah, no, nah, it, wasn't, it wasn't awful at all. I mean, 60% on your throws is not bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's better than 50%. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think, you know, in certain moments of the game, we were four for 12 uh, on third down, and we were one for three on fourth down. So, um, in those moments, um, 
in those moments, I don't think we capitalized like we should have. Um, and I don't know if it's just a, I mean, obviously it's a lack of execution if you don't get the first down, but, you know, I don't know where the, 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 the unbalanced, um, I guess, communication or um, thought process to whatever um, took place um, on those particular downs. And then two interceptions, I mean, one was just a great play. Uh, one of the interceptions was just a great play um where the db just made a great play on the ball like yeah i mean you just couldn't 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 do nothing about that and then the second one um i think the ball kind of just laid up there a little too long um and the db had a chance to just go snatch it out of the air and attack it um and then the the q johnson fumble uh towards the end of the game yeah uh, was another one and that so broke i my think heart. yeah man it hurt that hurt because yeah. i was like we about to we're gonna drive it we're gonna score we're gonna be down yeah. six we're gonna get the, you know what i mean i'm going through all these scenarios in my head uh, but to have three turnovers against a good team like West Virginia is definitely detrimental. It's detrimental um, because they were able to score. You know what I mean? They were able to score on all three turnovers, whether it was a touchdown or a field goal. So we're talking six, nine, 12 points off of turnovers. That, that's that's tough. That's tough it's to huge. come back from. That's two touchdowns uh, that, you know, we would, we would have had to score to kind of, you know, uh, close that gap. But like I said, I mean, Max is playing on a broken foot. Um, you can't really ask much more of him than what he's doing right now. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to continue to get better. You know, he's been he's only been playing since a freshman, right? So mm-hmm. he's he's going to get better. You know what I mean? And, and he's he's getting these reps and he's understanding kind of what's going on a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, you know, throughout these next couple of weeks, we got to find a way um, for him to get the ball out quicker. Um, yeah. either you know leave some extra protection in the pocket when we're taking a shot down the field uh, some way to make him comfortable putting the ball on the perimeter um because that's one thing that i did notice about west virginia's offense is that when they threw the ball down the field it was caught mm-hmm. yeah, like no questions about it it was caught um and these were big gains that we're talking um in in football terms we call those explosive plays plays over 20 yards or more are called explosive plays and so um West Virginia had a lot of explosive plays on offense so um like I said not not taking anything away from our guys uh but I do think that you know Max is getting better uh that second half you know not really sure what was going on um and I'm sure he'll you know see it in film where he could have done better but like I said I think at the end of the day you know we got a quarterback that is getting better and he's progressing over time so um I think we're gonna be fine I, I, I think so yeah, and, and my favorite thing about him, honestly, is that I don't, I don't know whether I want to call this leadership or not. I, I guess just, like, his ability to just never give up. No matter what happens to that kid, like, he yeah. is back out there bouncing back, you know, doing his thing. And he leaves it all the, out there on the field, which I think is very respectable. Um, you know, even if he doesn't have the best game, you know, some people could just sit down and throw a fit about it. And, and he doesn't. He, he gets back up and... He, he keeps going, which I, th- I think is very respectable. And it's something that you definitely want in a quarterback. Um, Most definitely. You know, which is he's a huge leader of the team. So, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And there were there were a few instances in this game. And I think it, it kind of goes to uh, that article, you know, that we read um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about going forward on fourth down. Yes. What are your Most what definitely. Are, what are some of your thoughts? I, there was one specifically for me. It was at it was right before halftime, and mm. uh, it was where Griffin Kell's field goal brought us to a 17-20 game, and mm. it was fourth and 
I, I can't even remember the number, but it was fourth and something very low. And, you know, we brought out we brought out our, our offense and we were ready and then a timeout changed it and then all of a sudden we brought out brought out our kicker. Mm-hmm. And it, obviously I don't know what the conversations were like, but uh, you know, me as a viewer, I'm just like, why didn't why didn't we go for that? What what are what are your thoughts and what do you think kinda happened there? Um I do just kind of put a like a sticky note there. I do want to go to that article. I think it's I think it's some some good stuff in there that we can talk about. For uh, sure. But for the fourth down situation in particular, um, I watched a I watched a post game interview with, with Coach Patterson. He spoke a little bit about it, and I'm gonna just kind of paraphrase. Um, it's on YouTube for anybody that's listening that wants to go watch it. But um, essentially, what happened was, from my understanding, is that we sent the the offense out on the field, and we had them in the exact defense that we wanted them in. We had them. Like, had we just snapped the ball, run the play, probably would have got a first down, right? Um, but if I'm not mistaken, I think West Virginia called the timeout because they knew that we had the right play. So they called a timeout. They made some adjustments, put some more guys in the game. And so instead of us taking that risk in that moment, it was, okay, let's take the three, all right, because we don't want to turn the ball over on fourth down and then they go down and score and then get the ball back after half. So it's 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 one of those situations to where if I'm already down before halftime and I'm not going to get the ball coming out of half, I have to score points. And so I'd much rather go into halftime down seven. So no, down three. I'm sorry. 17, 20 rather than go down and have 26, 17 or 27, 17. Right. So it's just one of those culture moments where it's like, all right, let's take the three. Let's go into half down three. We kick it off to him after halftime. We'll get the ball back. Um, hopefully, we stop him. We will get the ball back, and now we have a, a a chance to take the lead if we score. So, it was a it was a real strategic uh, situation there in that particular one. Uh, the other two fourth down calls, I mean, you just gotta give it all you got. Um, but in that particular moment before half, you, you know, you really gotta pay attention to what's going on in the game, like field position, opportunities for points, and everything because. Have we missed that field goal or we missed that fourth down conversion and they go down and score? Now they're up two scores going in the half. And that would have just blew the game out, out of out plus of, getting the ball back after the half. Plus yeah. getting the ball back. Exactly. So it was it was a strategic strategic move. Um by, that's by really Coach interesting. Patterson. Yeah, very strategic. Yeah, that that's really interesting. And I know you I know you've always said that, you know, Coach P kind of knows the game better than most people that you know. So that's very interesting on his part. Yeah, yeah that 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 takes that takes some uh that takes some 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 game awareness for sure. Yeah. Like it, yeah, because most coaches will most coaches would kick that field goal before half. I mean, and then you got those who will take risk and be like, "Hey, look, I believe in my defense. You know, we we're gonna try to go for this and convert it and get a first down. If we don't, then we'll stop them before half, whatever. But as we've seen over the course of the season, our defense hasn't. <laughs> done the greatest job stopping people right yeah. so it's like all right let's let's put a band-aid on this cut you know before <laughs> it gets out of hand you know what i mean yeah. absolutely and and i guess you know while we're on the topic let's just go ahead and uh talk about that article now yeah most definitely um tell me wow, your sticky okay. notes jd <laughs> yeah my, my sticky notes let me let me go to my sticky notes um <laughs> okay so google has this weird thing of sending me tcu news or whatever. Um, I guess it's just kind of geared to whatever. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> the government is definitely watching. Me. Yes. Um, 
But uh, I came across this article on Monday um, that was written and uploaded uh, October 17th. Uh, and the author's name is Matt Jennings. I don't know Matt. Um, I don't know if Matt knows me. I don't know if he's listening. Maybe he will. Uh, hey, but he wrote this. What's up, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> he wrote this interesting article on, on uh, what is this, medium.com? Uh, he wrote this interesting article about his perspective about TCU football and the program itself. Um, and in that article, he dove into a lot of TCU history, recent and old, um, that had some very outright facts to it. Um, and I won't, you know, I won't get into the article like that, you know, because um, I, I don't want to not, you know, not trying to cause no smoke, as we say. I don't want no smoke. I want to start any, you know, uh, bad conversations. But he spoke about a lot of things that were factual. Um, and then he, you know, he had obviously had his opinions as well about certain things that Coach Patterson does. But um, it, it really caught me by surprise because as a player or as a former player, I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, my God, this made sense. OK, that made sense when that happened. Oh, I didn't even know about this incident. So, like, for me, it was like, oh, my God, like I just had my eyes open to stuff I didn't even know uh, when I was there. Um, and so I had a really different like kind of like spin on, on or perspective about what Matt said as part of it being factual that you can't argue. And then the other part of it is, you know, it's opinionated. You can go back and forth, whatever you may choose to do. But, um, yeah, if anybody's like, you know, interested in that article it's on medium.com by uh, Matt Jennings, it's, it's, it's pretty informational. I'll say that. Yeah, no, I think it is. And I wonder, I, I believe we are able to. uh attach a link to when we publish this so okay. maybe, maybe we could even do that just kind of publish it but yeah i i read i read a lot of it and then skimmed the rest of it just because i didn't have time before this but uh yeah it, it was a lot of interesting things and like you said there were some factual things and to be honest with you i didn't really know they were that factual just because from an outside perspective all i know is is rumors and i don't really know what's factual or not so it, it was very interesting to see but um yeah yeah, no, it was, it was a good read for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I will I will speak on one thing though. I will say this is that yeah, do it. in that article, um, golly, we gotta talk about it off air, but in the in the article, they talked about um the explosive offense that TCU had in the 2014-2015 season. Um, and then they compared it to TCU's offense today. And I agree with Matt in the sense that that TC offense with Sonny Cumbie and Doug Meacham pretty much tag team in offense, those guys were unstoppable. It was one of the reasons why I transferred from LSU to TCU uh, because of what I saw. Like, I never forget the bowl game where they beat the brakes off of Ole Miss. Whether Ole Miss was good or not, I don't, it, that's not really the matter at hand. TCU showed up that day and they played lights out. Or the historic Alamo Bowl win, or even just games throughout that season. Um, where TCU was just lighting up the scoreboard, lighting it up, lighting it up, lighting it up. And Matt talked about the conservative feel or attitude or philosophy that's been adopted since then. Um, and I could and I could definitely agree that may be holding back our offense a little bit because, you know, we kind of do play a little bit more conservative a little bit um, and we don't execute and get the ball downfield as much as we should. So, you know, I, I 
I kind of agree with Matt, you know what I mean? Uh, especially being a former player. Uh, what what you got? Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, I think that definitely just ties into what we were just talking about, about the fourth downs and not that specific one that we were just talking about, because obviously Coach P had good reason for that. But, you know, there there are a lot of times that we don't go for the fourth down. And sometimes, you know, when you're down at, at the half or you're down at the end or you're down in the third quarter or whatever, like, you know, sometimes you just want to push and see if you can do it, you know, see if you can get there, yeah. because I feel like that could be a huge game changer uh, for our team if we just if we were able to just push a little bit more and and you know do do some of those things that you wouldn't expect from tcu yeah most definitely catch catch people off guard you know yeah what I mean? like, we we know as fans as well as other opposing teams who watch film we know that zach evans is gonna get the ball there is mm-hmm. no doubt about it um and we talk about it from week in and week out just about the offense and i mean we can move on to defense after this but um, yeah, we just got to find a way to be more creative and get more guys the ball so that when Zach Evan does touch it, you know, it could be a 60 yard touchdown, you know, but whatever. Well, and that's, whatever. that's what I was saying, you know, and I, I feel like I always related to the Cowboys, but I'm a huge Cowboys fan. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, like I was saying, I always felt like uh, Ezekiel Elliott got pretty. Um, what's the word? Everyone just knew what he was going to do. Um and and the Cowboys are so good this year because, to be honest with you, you don't really know what they're going to do. They could throw it to their tight end. They could, you know, throw it to Amari Cooper. They could throw it to CeeDee Lamb. They could, you know, throw it to Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott could grab it or run it. Like, they could have Pollard in. You never know. Um, yeah. And so it's just very – you just never know. And that was actually a question I was going to ask you earlier about um, how predictable – uh, I think our offenses and you know I feel like nine times out of ten either it's gonna go to Zach Ev- it's either in Zach Evans hands or it's gonna be thrown to Quentin Johnston downfield and yep. you know we just have so many other guys on this offense you know we have Tay Barber and Darius Davis and even some of the younger guys I mean Quincy Brown was out there and uh yeah. who's you know opposite of opposite of Quentin Johnston and you know sometimes you just want to throw off the other defenses because we're just I feel like we're just getting pretty predictable yeah most definitely like you you took the word out of my mouth like we are definitely right now we're predictable offense like you Mm -hmm. said it's either three guys are going to touch the ball it's either going to be max zach or q brown like i mean q johnson like it's going to happen that way um and you become predictable like teams aren't just showing up to the stadium and just saying all right we're just gonna play defense like no they (laughs) they watch film (laughs) you know they scheme against guys like other defenses do things to double cover quinn johnson or they put more guys um around the line of scrimmage to kind of maintain zach and max but like you said like we got so many other offense so many other weapons on offense that we don't use as much as we should right Mm -hmm. and so um, to kind of go back to your comparison with the Cowboys, when you are unpredictable, meaning everybody's touching the ball and we're like finding creative ways to, for everybody to touch the ball, the defense has to play honest is what we call it. They have to play honest defense, meaning they can't try any gimmicks. They can't try any weird blitzes or any weird coverages because you might catch them slipping. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to. And I know Coach Meacham will do it. I mean, that that's my that's my dude. Uh, Doug Meacham is my guy. I um, love him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he is. He, he's he's an amazing guy for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure he's gonna find a way to to incorporate some of that electricity back into this offense some kind of way. But like you said, we got to find a way to not be so predictable and get other guys the ball. We just got to do it. One hundred percent. 
100%. And I, I guess I guess I think that's a good way to, to end our offense talk. That was a pretty good ending <laughs> yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Laid pretty uh, heavy on them. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to. Yeah, we love uh, you guys. We love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's move on over to defense, which isn't going to be a very good talk as well after nah, this game. <laughs> nah, nah. So uh our our secondary I got we got I think we got to start there. They the I just yeah. and I know I I know all of our defense has has some things to work on and sure. especially this past game, but our our secondary was struggling this game and there were just some times where you know our our defense was hitting them hard and then it would just it was just free flying through the rest of it. I don't know. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. It's <laughs> some wide open opportunities to run down that field. Yes, yes. Um, and and it's it's tough, man. It, it really is tough because, you know, going back to that that interview um, that Coach Patterson did post game interview, he talked about just how many young guys uh, were on the field on Saturday. Um, how you know some guys are still injured, some guys aren't quite themselves yet, you know, coming back from injury and you got guys that never seen the field before. So he's figuring out, I think one thing he's trying to do right now is figure out who can do their job consistently so that we can leave them in the game. That's the biggest word. I feel like consistent. Yeah. Consistent, consistently, you know, and we'll, when you got so many moving pieces and so many guys are being swapped in and swapped out, it's really, really hard uh, for your defensive chemistry to kind of stick together because so many guys are on and off the field. So, um, yeah, man, they, 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 yeah, they didn't have their best day on Saturday. They didn't have their best day. Yeah. Well, and going back to the, you know, consistency thing, cause I think, you know, there were some good times that we, that we held West Virginia to a field goal this game and even in oh, past yeah, games. Different. Yeah. Yep. Like I, I think about the Texas game specifically. I feel like we held Texas to quite a bit of field goals that game too, but mm-hmm. you know, this game as well. And so, you know, obviously at times we are doing something right. Um, you know, if yeah. we, as much as I would like them to, you know, hold them a little bit farther back in, on the field so that they can't even get those three points. But, you know, a field goal, three's better than six or three's right, better than right. seven, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously we're doing something right. But, uh, but again, with the consistency, it's like we have to consistently do that right. We have to consistently yes. hold them to field goals, consistently hold them to nothing, to hold them yeah. to a punt, I guess, you know? Yeah, most definitely. And I mean... Uh, you got to give your hats off to that because, you know, they could easily give up seven, right? Yeah, So, you true. know, when they do hold for three or they, you know, force a, a punt, um, those are great moments because that means that everybody did their job on all three downs. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do have moments where uh, you had the long quarterback run from inside their own 10. Like, you know, thankfully, you know, D winners had enough speed to catch up to him. But I mean, that guy could have walked in for a 90 yard touchdown untouched. Like, so, you know, you had plays like that. And then late in the game where Letty Brown was pretty much tackled in the backfield and then somehow spinned out of it, spinned out of like a tornado of people <laughs> and got like another 25 like yards. Like, yeah, those are, are you know, backbreakers right there for your defense. Like, gosh. So, 
you know, but at the end of the day, like, you know, they did hold them to a lot of field goals. Um, and we just can't turn the ball over. We just can't do it. Can't can't let it happen. Yeah. No, absolutely. That that was definitely one of the things that, that hurt us today. And I think it's it hasn't hurt us in every game, but there's been a few games where I feel like it's like one yeah. just it's like only one just doesn't happen. It's like after nah. one there just has to be two and three. Here comes another one. Here yeah. comes another one. Yeah. But you know, it happens. It's just and I think the biggest thing with TCU and I've always said this, like I feel like our offense, you know, on paper has talent. Obviously they do. I mean we have you know, five star five star Zach Evans and like we were talking about earlier, I mean Max Duggan on paper is not bad at all and Quentin Johnston's great and but it's just it's I feel like it's just the little mistakes and every single little one builds up and creates these big mistakes that uh, are costing us games. Yeah, man. Yeah, they, they they do add up over the over the course of a game. You know, um like we talked about earlier, uh West Virginia had twelve points off of uh two turnovers you know or three turnovers three turnovers so you know those things add up and they do come back to bite you um yeah. and, and even the commentators are like well you know that may come back to hurt west virginia you know later because they're kicking all these field goals in the first half and it's just like well if we keep giving them opportunities to kick a field goal then they don't <laughs> really have too much to worry about yeah. you know necessarily but at the same time like you said we can't give them those opportunities mm-hmm. you know you know, I, we can blame it on youth. We can blame it on, you know, certain guys, you know, not touching it or getting injured. But at the end of the day, like you're put on the field for a reason and you're there to perform some yeah. kind of way, some kind of in some way, shape, form or fashion. You won't always have the best game, but, you know, somebody has to step up and say, hey, at the end of the day, I'm going to give it all I got and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. So, you know. Yeah, we we got we got more games to play. We got more games to play. Got to get bowl eligible for sure. You're such a great inspirational speaker. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like you ended on like the perfect note. <laughs> oh, but <man>. I, <laughs> I I guess you're a coach though, right? So you kind of have to be. Yeah, it kind of rubs <laughs> off on me a little bit, yeah. a little bit. Uh, YouTube channel coming soon. Inspirational channel. No, I'm just talking. I'm just talking. <laughs> you need to create an inspirational podcast. <laughs> there we go. That, that's what, that's it. We'll talk about that. We'll, All yeah, right. We'll figure that one out. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> but I, I did want to, I did want to talk about one more thing. Just, just really quickly. Okay. That it, it was the last field goal by, uh, by West Virginia. And I just wanted to talk about, we had five thirty nine left on the clock. Oshan with the hops man he blocked man, that field yeah. goal like it was nobody's business crazy yeah. that was huge that was huge um i definitely thought that somebody i, I just felt like somebody was gonna pick it up and try to run but i think uh and i'm not even sure who picked it up but i think just whoever that was maybe waited a little too late like i think if we would have blocked it and picked it up from the jump yeah. like we probably could have scored you know, yeah. uh, as we've seen, like in the Alabama Auburn game multiple times and other games like that where a block field goal goes for a touchdown. But like um, I, I, that was an amazing play by Oshawn Mathis, somebody yeah. who continues to show up every week. Somehow, some way he finds a way to show up <laughs> and show out. So shout out, shout out to Oshawn, man. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to him. That was that was insane. I saw. I saw the slow-mo replay, and man grew like 30 feet, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and midair, too, just, just straight. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, guys. Well, I think that's it for today. You will see us again in a few days. This Friday, tune in to get our TCU versus Kansas State preview. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're going to be heading up. It's our another away game. So, uh, yeah, tune in on Friday. As always, if you guys have any comments or questions, tag us on social media, on Twitter, at the Believe Podcast Network. But uh, for now, peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.